0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Today, I wanna go back to creation, talk about the source of all life. They say today that we came from animals, we came from birds, we came from all these different things, but God has set walls between every one of his creation where they don't cross over. Our source of life came from God himself. Great study today. Let's go to the Word of God together.
1: For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian.
0: Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to have you here today. And I'm going to be teaching today from the essence of creation in Genesis. And I have a CD called Creation. I know it's going to be a great blessing to you. I think really the lost time we have in life is when we're driving our car. And I think one of the best things you can do is just listen to the Word of God during that time and be blessed by it. And most people tell me a lesson, they can hear half a lesson going to the office, the other half coming back, and it has changed their life. Turn off the country music, turn off the rock music. for me I love rock turn off the uh, you know the radio stations is nothing but talk radio turn that off because it's just like blanking out your mind and just going to the office coming back going to work coming back going shopping coming back when if you have it in your car, the word of God, every time you turn it on, you pick up right where you left off and you keep on hearing. And you know what? It'll change your life drastically. How to take that amount of time and get it centered on the word of God. So the announcer will come on at halftime and tell you how you can have a copy of that for yourself. Genesis chapter eight, verse 22 says this. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest cold and heat Winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. There's certain things that just don't cease. You know, they're talking about today, well, the world is changing. Oh, listen, we're going to mess up the, the winter and summer. The seasons are going to be all missed. No, no, no. It says this verse of scripture, as long as the earth is here, there's always going to be seed time and harvest. There's always going to be cold and heat. There's always going to be winter and summer. There's always going to be day and night. These things will not cease. God put them in the earth. And it's mentions in that verse of scripture about seed time and harvest. When I, you know, when I learned the message of faith, I worked for Kenneth Hagan for a while, and I never heard s- sowing and reaping as much as I did with that message. Man, the message of faith. Every time they come back, it's kind of like sowing and reaping, or it is sowing and reaping. And I thought, good Lord, I just heard this. Everybody's got an angle on sowing and reaping. I thought, is this really the case? And you know what I found out? It is. The Bible is filled with this as an example. Seed time and harvest is used as God's promises planted into your heart. Mark chapter four, verses three through eight. Take a promise from the word of God, study it, get it into your heart, past you know, past just the fact you've read it, get it into those memory banks of yours to where you can draw from it at any time. And it's like sowing it into you is going to come out as a harvest on the other side. There's love. He who has friends must show himself friendly. Quit griping that you don't have friends. Start being friendly toward people. Start sowing seeds of love toward people. You'll start reaping back a harvest to yourself. Money, given it shall be given unto you good measure. Press down shaken together, running over. These are terms in reference to taking seed and planting it in soil, and it comes back as a crop, your own physical body. 1 Corinthians 15, 44 says, if you want to truly understand the rapture of the church, the resurrection of the church that understands sowing and reaping, is that when you die physically and we put a body into the ground, it said it is sown a natural body, but it will be raised or harvested a spiritual body. In other words, we we don't bury Christians, we plant them. They're a seed. Their body's like a seed. You plant it in there, and in the case of a seed, the outside shell of it dies, releasing the life on the inside. The, the tree that comes up out of the seed didn't come from the shell of the seed. It came from the heart of the seed. But when you put that seed in the ground, the shell of that seed dies, releasing the heart. So it is with a physical body. We place it in the ground and the outside shell or the physical body dies. And the new body that's raised out of there comes from the inward man, the spirit on the inside. That's a great verse of scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 44. And I love to use that at funerals, that it is sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body. We are not today burying Bill. We are going to plant Bill. And if we plant him today, there's going to come a harvest. And that harvest will come when Jesus Christ himself shall descend from heaven with the Voice of the God, the, the trumpet of God, the uh, angels, all those become back with him. And on that day, he's going to be raised up a spiritual body. Trees, plants, all came from seeds from the ground. Animals came from the ground. Fish and bird came from eggs. That's the seed they came from, which came from the water. And so all those things are brought out in the opening chapter of Genesis that no two species are the same. You know what that means? No evolution. No possible means of evolution. No two species are the same. One species did not produce another species. There are basically four species that's found on the earth. First Corinthians 15, 39 says this, all flesh is not the same flesh. There you go, right there, no evolution. There's a wall between each one of the different types of flesh that's in the earth. The first one, it says, there is one kind of flesh of men another flesh of animals. Notice this, men didn't come from animals. Animals didn't come from men. No, there is a wall between it. So there's one kind of flesh of men. There's a second type of flesh of animals. There's a third type of flesh of fish and a fourth type, and that's from the birds. Fish did not crawl out of the water and become animals. I remember one day hearing a commentator on the radio talk about, it was all over the news, that there was a whale that swam up into San Francisco and got caught on a beach. And the people around it trying to push that thing back in the water and push it back in the water. And they thought somehow this, you know, this animal for some reason was trying to crawl up on the beach, but it was gonna kill itself. And so they managed, and so finally they were able to drag it with a boat back out into the water and way out into the ocean. And they released it out there. You know what that thing did? It came right back and came up to the shore and tried to do the same thing. And people were trying to figure out, and you know what one person said? It's evolution. We are watching evolution. That fish, that 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 uh, whale crawled up on the shore, and it wants to become a human being. And all this was suddenly all over the place. And I remember what the man said that was talking there. He said, "Folks, it was just a retarded whale." Okay, people can be retarded. Birds can be retarded. Dogs and stuff can. A uh, fish here. We have a retarded animal. Again, what it was was it was not a fish trying to crawl up on the shore and become a human being. Because a whale beaches itself, it's not trying to evolve into a man. The Bible says the ground produces fruit from itself. Mark chapter four and verse 28 says that the earth yields crops from itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn or full grain in the ear. Everything produces like a seed. Your knowledge of the word of God does not come overnight. When you're first born again, it's like you have that fresh soil in your life. And every seed that you sow is a promise from the word of God. It might just be a few words out of that verse, but you plant it in the soil of your heart. And don't get upset if tomorrow you're not a full grown Christian living in an overcoming life but it begins to come a little at a time. Here a little, there a little. You begin to grow in the things of God. You begin to mature in the things of God. And one day that seed of that promise, you plant it into the heart of you, into that soil inside of you begins to come up and begins as you water it with more scripture, as you water it with faith, you water it with praise and worship. As you begin to do that, that seed begins to grow. And one day you begin to realize something. I had a problem and I thought of an answer. And the answer was the scripture. I remember one man actually told me one time, he said, Pastor, I don't understand this. I pray for answers and all I get is scripture. I said, well, what do you think? The Holy Spirit said he would lead you and guide you into all truth. That's where 90% of your answers are gonna come from is the word of God. Oh, he might tell you, go visit somebody and they're gonna help you or something like that. But usually that's the case because you don't know enough of the word of God. There's power in every promise. Genesis chapter 1 verse 11 and 12 says this, God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb producing seed. And the fruit tree making fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself, upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb producing seed after his kind, and the tree making fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. In that verse of scripture, we find out that God said, he spoke and things come into being. He spoke and said, let the earth bring forth grass, and herb producing seed, and the fruit tree making fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. So the earth brought forth grass and herbs. All these things that the earth produces is a type of you. What all these verses are simply saying is there's no two species that are the same. In other words, no evolution. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 39 breaks down that there are four separations, of all creatures on the earth. First Corinthians 15, 39 says this, all flesh is not the same flesh. That stops evolution in its tracks. What they try to tell us today is that all animals, bit fish, birds, everything, all came from the same flesh and that's not true. God says all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, a second type of flesh of animals, a third type of fish and a fourth type of bird. And so fish didn't crawl out of the water and become animals because a whale beached itself is not trying to evolve into a man. I remember I was listening to the radio one day, this made national news that there was a whale that actually came up into the San Francisco Harbor and beached itself. And people are trying their best to push it back out in the water. And when they did, it swim back up on the beach. They finally dragged it out into the ocean, thinking they were doing nature, you know, a favor. They dragged it out into the ocean, way out into the Harbor and let it go. And eventually it came right back up and beached itself in the same spot. And some idiot cried out and said, it is evolution. It's starting again. It keeps on going, but now we have a whale crawling up on the beach trying to turn itself into a man. It simply comes back to this again. There are separations of types of uh, creatures on the earth and walls between each one. There's a wall between men and the animals. There's a wall between the animals and the fish. There's a wall between the fish and the birds. And so the ground produces fruit of itself. I want to bring this all out to you and uh, find and, and explain some of the scriptures here. First of all, the ground produces fruit from itself. Mark chapter four and verse twenty-eight says that the earth yields crops from itself. First the blade, then the ear. After that, the full grain in the ear. There's a growth process that happens. It's much like the word of God being called a seed in our life. Once it hits the heart and and is there, then it starts to grow. But it takes a while to grow. And listen, that's why there's growth in the Christian life all the way up toward the end of your life. You should be walking as a fully mature Christian before the Lord. But in that verses of scripture, we find out again, that starts out this way, that the earth yields crops from itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. There's a growth process that comes from nature around us the same way in the Christian life. When you put a seed into the ground, the earth does not take what it needs from the seed. The seed takes what it needs from the ground. That seed, if it happens to be an acorn that's gonna grow up one day, you know, into an oak tree, what it draws, it, it, since it's in the ground, it draws what it needs. It doesn't draw the same thing as an elm uh, seed or some other type of seed. Every seed draws what it needs, and the ground contains the elements for everything. The ground is the Word of God. Inside your heart is everything you need. You need healing. You need deliverance. You need freedom. Uh, there's all kinds of things you need in your Christian life, but you know what? as you take a seed from the word of God on the subject of healing, put it in there, then that seed draws what it needs from your heart and produces healing. And so the same thing is true for nature, but it's also true for the Christian life. For the earth yields crops from itself. Notice that the earth produces from itself. First the blade, then the ear, after that, the full grain in the ear. So when God made plants, Here's what happens is he spoke to the ground. The ground produced it, not just the seeds that were placed there, not just the buds that were placed there, but actually the ground began to produce it because of all the elements that we have there. It comes back to this. This is the key to the Christian life, studying the word of God. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word you might plant in your heart, a scripture on love a scripture on patience, a scripture on faith or anything like that. And that, that one promise you put into your heart draws what it needs from the heart because inside of you is the potential for everything that you need. We'll come back right after the break.
1: Evolution is a theory which has been widely accepted by science for decades. But this theory is beginning to crumble due to scientific advancement and the challenge of intelligent design. The origin of life is hotly debated, but the truth can be found in the opening chapters of Genesis. What happened between Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created, and Genesis 1 verse 2, the earth was without form and void? This fascinating teaching by Bob Indian will inspire you and solidify the foundations for your beliefs concerning the origins of life. Sermon titles include A Theory in Trouble, What is Intelligent Design, Alive, Dead, Alive Again, Night and Day, Boundaries, The Sun and Moon, Fish and Birds, and Why Man? To order Creation, go to BobYandian.com. Bob Yandian.com. Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives.
0: that when God made plants and trees and things like that, he spoke to the ground. All the vegetation that came up out of the ground, he spoke to the ground, not to the seeds that were planted there. I don't need to speak to the seeds of God's word, it's perfect, but when we draw that or put that into our heart, everything that's in my heart is prepared for that seed that's there. And when when the acorn was planted back in the garden, when an elm tree uh, seed was planted there, all those different things, those seeds drew from the ground what it needed. The ground has plenty of everything so that every seed draws from it, the resources and the elements it needs. Genesis chapter one tells us this again. The first thing, when God made plants, he spoke to the ground. Genesis chapter one, verses 11 and 12, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb producing seed and the fruit tree producing a fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass. Notice this, the earth brought forth grass and herb producing seed after his kind and trees making fruit whose seed was in itself after its kind and God saw that it was good. This was not something out of nothing. That's what God did. God's the only one that can create something out of nothing. And God created light. In the beginning, he said, light be, and there was light. He said, let there be water, et cetera, went down the list. And God made all the elements that produced everything else. And God created out of nothing, he created something. But once all that was done, then, some, then whatever it comes into being comes from what is already in being. And so that's why, again, God said, he made the ground. Then he made all this other stuff that came from the ground. This was not something out of nothing. God only can do that. But once the whole thing got rolling, the earth can produce from itself. God spoke to existing ground to produce trees and to produce crops. Again, when God made plants, he spoke to the ground. When God made fish and birds, he spoke to the water. Genesis chapter one, verse 20 and 21. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that has life and birds that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moves, which the water brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged bird after his kind. And God saw that it was good. When God made Again, first of all, the vegetation, he spoke to the ground. When God made fish and birds, he spoke to the water because that's where it came from. And so, again, we have it here in these verses of scripture. This is how God did it. He spoke to what could produce, and then it began to produce. When God made animals, he spoke to the ground. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 24 it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind cattle and creeping things and beasts from the earth according to its kind. God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures. And so all these creatures came from that part of creation so that not only did God create creation, creation started creating. Creation And God put all this in there and made the potential so that on the seventh day, God could rest. He was through with everything and what he produced on the earth kept on producing. Again, the verse of scripture in Genesis 1 and verse 24 says again, and God said in that verse of scripture, speaking to the ground so it could produce animals, let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth. So, but here's the next point. When God made man, he spoke to himself. Let's go back over that again because I want you to understand it. When God made plants, he spoke to the ground. When God made fish and birds, he spoke to the water. When God made animals, he spoke to the ground. But when God made man, he spoke to himself. We are the product of the source, the source being God we came from God. Our elements came from God. We didn't come from just the ground. Our body came from the ground, but we are a being created by God. God said, let us produce man in our image. That is Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27. Then after all these things have been made, the last thing God created was man. And it says in verse 26 and 27, God said, let us the Godhead, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Understand this, trees come from the ground. Fish and birds came from the water. And here's the point. If a tree is removed from the ground, it will die. What it came from keeps it alive. It not only produces the life, it keeps the life there. Our faith may be able to move a tree to another place, but we cannot make it keep living. Why? Because when the tree is removed, Jesus was speaking to that tree and said, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Notice he threw the word forever in there. Though it was still in the ground, it was dead. It could not keep pulling its life from the ground. And when he said to, he said, you can speak to this sycamine tree, and commanded to be cast into the water, into the ocean. Why is that so bad? Because it's not connected to the ocean. Once it's removed from the ground, it dies, but it cannot keep on living in the ocean because it didn't come from the ocean. When something is removed from the source that it came from, it will die. If a tree is removed from the ground, it will die. If it's replanted in the ocean, it will die. Jesus told us so. Luke chapter 17, verses five and six, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'll say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted into the sea and it will obey you. But notice you can't plant a tree into the sea. You can plant a tree into the ground and there's a length of time if you pull up a tree from the ground, take it somewhere else and replant it in the ground. It can keep on living. We see the trees and they've got those, you know, all the the wrappings around the bottom where the the limbs are, or where the roots are, and take that and replant it somewhere else. And those who know what they're doing can have it uh, grow over here instead of over here. So again, Jesus told us that if a fish is removed from the water, it will die. Water is its element. In other words, if something is removed from its element, it will die. And so again, if a tree, is removed from the ground, it will die. If the fish is removed from the water, it will die. And no fish voluntarily jumps out of the water unless, like I said before, something's wrong with that. No tree would voluntarily remove itself from the ground. Why? It will die. So water is the element for the fish. The ground is the proper element for the tree. If cattle and animals are removed from the ground and put into the water or into the air, they will die. So it comes back to all these things, what they came from and they were attached to is where they draw their life. And so it simply comes back to this, Animal, no cattle, no fish, no tree would voluntarily remove itself from its source. Man may do it and use it to build houses or to eat or whatever, but no fish would voluntarily jump up out of the water, land on the shore and stay there because why, it won't die. It wasn't made from the ground. It was made, I'm sure, by now you've got this. Why am I trying to say this? If a man is voluntarily removing himself from God, he will die. You know what? Cattle didn't do it. Fish didn't do it. Uh, Trees didn't do it. But a man did. A man removed himself from God and he died. And God said, the day that you do this, you're going to die. And man, unlike trees, unlike everything else, he removed himself from God and he will die. Trees were never removed from the land. Fish were never removed from the sea. But man was removed from God through his own decision and, uh, and, and through Jesus can be replaced back into God. We are alive a little bit. We carry a trace of life as we are like that tree that was removed. And we have a little bit of time before we're replanted. But the point is, is that we were dead in Adam. You know, we, people have this idea when they stand before God, uh, sinners do, they're gonna be judged as an individual, not by the person next to them, not by the person next to them, not by the person they think. And in fact, they're standing there probably thinking, I think I'm better than him. I did everything so good in life. I was faithful to my wife, all these other things. And they think they're gonna be judged in individually, but they're not gonna be judged individually. You are not an individual stalk of wheat Standing next to another individual stalk of wheat, and God's going to judge you as an individual. No, God doesn't judge you as an individual stalk of wheat. He judges you as a branch attached to a tree, and you are born attached to a dead tree. There may be just a hair of life inside of you but you have while you're here in this life to be taken out of Adam and be replaced into a living tree in Adam all die, but in Christ shall all be made alive. And you are not gonna be judged in eternity as an individual. You'll be judged as a limb attached to a tree. And there's just one question, are you attached to a dead tree or to a living tree? One day I accepted Jesus Christ and like that tree that had been yanked out of the ground, there was a little bit of life left in me, but I'm replanted, but I've been replanted into a living tree, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not judged for Bob. I am judged for who I'm attached to. And I'm attached to Jesus Christ, the son of God. I share his life. So I will share his eternity. So again, A tree would not intentionally remove itself from the ground. A fish would not intentionally remove itself from the sea, but yet man intentionally removed himself from God, his source of life. And when we are back in God, we discover where we were always meant to be. You have time in this lifetime to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Standing outside of the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus spoke to the two two sisters and said to them, whosoever lives, and believes in me will never die. After you die, it is too late to accept Jesus. But while you're alive, you have a chance to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. While you have this human life inside of you, not a divine life, you have enough human life to live maybe 50 years, 30 years, 20 years, or 90 years. But during that time, you have a time to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Adam was in God and removed himself intentionally by disobedience. Adam's disobedience passed to all of us. We are all born in Adam, separated from God and separated from eternal life. But Jesus is in God, united to him and has God's life. At salvation we died to Adam and are now born into Jesus Christ, into God, into eternal life. Colossians chapter three and verse three says, you died, but now your life is hidden with christ in god and back into god is our entrance into heaven whosoever revelation 2015 whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire and so the point of it was i accepted jesus my name is now found in the book of life and i possess eternal life i am back into god where i started and now i have my entrance into heaven how about you Do you possess eternal life? Open up your life, open up your heart and simply ask the Lord to save you. Accept Jesus as your personal savior and you will have eternal life attached to Jesus Christ himself. See you next time.
1: You can order resources, become a partner or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com.